1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The dust begins to settle on an incident-packed weekend of league football Rangers head into the international break top As Celtic look to get everyone back fit Unlike last time Hearts are still flying high How long can Robbie Nielsen's side stay there? And away fans are given the green light to return to every ground in Scotland After the scrapping of red zones I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna You always describe Tuesday nights Gordon As that sort of in-between night in between last weekend and next weekend So we're quite happy to take your calls I watched Hearts beat your boys Motherwell on Saturday mm. We then saw Celtic and Rangers both win An incident packed games as you say on Sunday Or if you like Throw it forward to Saturday evening A full house at Hamden Steve Clark's first full house at Hamden And a pretty big World Cup qualifier against Israel Yeah it's a strange international break this mm. one Gordon it, well, it's, it's a long one for a start The game doesn't come till Saturday evening um, not like the last time where we were straight in I think was it the Wednesday night we, we played yeah, Denmark yeah. And teams had played on the Sunday in the league and so on So uh, definitely in an in-between stage But sometimes this second international break Is a, a good chance for people to take stock Reflect on the, the start that their club team has made to the season Who do you like? Who do you not like? Who's working out? What's not? What needs to be better? The first international break comes too soon to do all of that mm-hmm. By now you're maybe starting to get a bit more of a flavour of, of how things are looking Yeah if you're the bigger clubs uh, You're just keeping your fingers crossed That your players come back um, fit Gordon uh, With no problems, no injury worries That's the last thing the managers need If your clubs down below The Dundees, the Livingstons Teams like that are struggling badly It gives the managers an opportunity Of the two weeks to go and working things Try and improve things, change things about So everybody will be using international break differently Going back to the bigger teams They will give one or two players a rest Get them fresh again But as much as I really enjoyed the weekend's football Exciting football All eyes now turn to their massive match on Saturday at Hamden 0141 Let's do that then There's an idea Why not rate your start to the season? Because that can be answered by fans of every single team out there How would you rate your start to the season? What have you made of it so far? Who's stood out? Who's been good? Who's not? What needs to be better after the international break? And here's one for you Every single person who calls the show and makes it on air between now and Thursday will be entered into a draw to win a pair of tickets to see Scotland v Israel this weekend. Now it is sold out. You cannot buy these tickets. So if you want to win them, all you need to do is phone the show and get on and make a point. Try and make it a good one for what it's worth, but it doesn't It doesn't actually matter. As long as you get on and make a point, you get into the draw. You must be over 18 to win. The T's and C's are on the website at Clyde1.com. We'll announce the winner on Friday's show. The winner show. gets two tickets for the game. A pair of tickets And yes. we know how hard it is Because we have been Desperately trying to get tickets Well you can't You're going to Rathies 5 You couldn't even yeah, go Yeah I've, I've had to change My full plans yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'm going to A Fife Derby And uh, then I'll watch The Scotland game Later on TV And it just shows you The excitement You know Everybody want to be there So get your phone mm. calls in. Absolutely 01419511025 Now I know you're desperate To speak to Roger Hanna And Gordon DL anyway But an extra little incentive For you If you get on And make a point to the guys You go straight into the draw To win a pair of tickets For the sold out Scotland against Israel clash On Saturday So pick up that phone 01419511025 Why not rate your season So far What have you made of it How would you sum it up 
as we get to this point, this second international break, which allows us a bit of time uh, to slow down and look back after the, the day-to-day madness of when the league football is on. Uh, later on in the show, we'll maybe take a look at can Hearts stay up there, Hearts fans? It would be nice to hear from you. Are we going to see anyone, Hearts, Hibs, anyone else really shake up the top of the table this season? And uh, away fans should now be back at grounds like Ibrox and Celtic Park. There's been a lot of criticism uh, about that in recent times. So with the scrapping of red zones, it looks like we will be moving back to more familiar away days uh, for these big grounds. So you can give us all your thoughts on that as well. Um, Roger, pretty difficult for you because I don't know if you need to sum up the start to the season made by... 42 teams in the, in the next minute But I don't know You would agree with that I'm sure as Gordon says Sometimes this international break It's a it's a nice junction In the season Where yeah. you, you can assess Where things are, are heading As you say The first one You don't really get Too much of a clue Because it, apart from anything else It comes two or three days After the transfer window's closed And before a lot of the Last yep. minute signings Actually pull on Their new club shirts This one as you say Good gauge You can step back Just see where you are Who you've played Who you've still got to play Where you're sitting And the next one in November That's sacking season Ooh Okay He's out already He's went uh, Well I'll tell you what It's it's big um, Next two weeks For teams like Dundee Ross County Because they've still not got That first win Gordon And that is so important Uh, Eight games in Mm -hmm. International That's why I'm saying As much as We focus on the clubs At the top Then the Rangers, Celtic, Hearts and Hibs are going along brilliantly. Well, obviously Celtic in the first away one, but um, the clubs down below have got a great opportunity to change things around. OK, 01419511025. Like I said, everyone who gets through to make a point on the show tonight into the draw for the Scotland Israel tickets this weekend. So pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind. Let's kick off with Jay, who's in Bishopton. What's your point tonight, Jay? Hi there, how you doing, guys? Good, Good um, so it was just a little bit Rangers at the weekend um, In particularly I'm, I'm pretty impressed with, with Gerard's going about his business In terms of the transfer market In terms of, you know, how his squad's looking uh, We've obviously got a few players out at the moment The likes of Kent out and others uh, Ryan Jack's still out uh, And yet, see we're looking at our, our team on Saturday In particular looking at the bench That's one of the strongest benches I've seen in a very, very long time um, and even with that strong bench, with players like Tav on the bench, with Bakuna on the bench, um, you've got the uh, McLaughlin who's been in fine form this season. I was still confident we were starting 11 on the pitch as well. And I think that's testament to what the manager's doing with, you know, building a, a good team ethic. And I think that's really what got us through the game on Saturday as well. You know, you've you be able to bring on a player like Davis, an absolute Rolls Royce at player. Um, and pretty confident that he's going to come on and show up again for us. Well, well, it was one of the subs that made the biggest impact, and uh, I thought the both managers of Celtic and Rangers made very good uh, substitutions at the weekend. Gordon, Stephen, and Jay's talking about his own team, Rangers. I thought the introduction of Ruth, uh, who is a, a top class player for me, and he gets a very, very good goal from a terrific cross from Young Patterson, you've got to say. And then Morelos, uh, easily could have been subbed, didn't really contribute a lot. But I'm a great believer, Keep you, especially when you're looking for a winner, uh, you're looking for that important goal. As much as you're looking at your strikers and thinking they've not really performed to their best today, you know that one chance could be around the corner. 
You want them on the pitch. The manager made a good decision because Jay's right. When you look at the Rangers bench, it was strong. There were good options there. He could have changed one or two, uh, but he decided to stick with Morelos. But I think I think going back to his original uh, point there, that is what squads are built for. You want a bench that's going to make an impact, and Rangers certainly had that at the weekend. It was an interesting first point you made. Jay, congratulating Stephen Gerrard for, for his work in the transfer market Because I don't think Stephen Gerrard's that happy With Rangers work in the transfer market Just listen to what he was saying after the European game in Prague last week Club haven't spent a penny in the last two windows And they need to spend money Where I think he is pleased, where he deserves credit Is the way he's managed to get that character Get that resilience into the squad They haven't played well in any of the games that I've seen this season When I say haven't played well They haven't played as well as they played last season But Came from a goal down to beat Hibs They dug it out at Indy the week before they, they dug it out in the Old Firm game Despite not playing particularly well For you know for spells in that game And I think he deserves credit And he deserves to feel good about himself That at a time when they haven't yet hit peak form They're picking up wins and they're clear at the top of the league Going into this international break I take it you believe Jay That the best is yet to come Because if you're talking about transfers I remember people in this summer um, Simplifying Rangers transfer business And saying well Out of the first team squad We've moved on Say Zungu and Greg Stewart And we've replaced them with John Lundstrom and Fashion Sakala And on paper that certainly looks like an upgrade Janino Bakuna has been added since then And But as Roger says that The start to the season has been dominated by people pointing out that Rangers haven't quite been at their fluent best. So you think we're now starting, or we're going to see it starting to click into place? I, th- I mean, I think there's every chance. Obviously, it's well documented. We've not started the season amazingly. We're not at our fluent best. But, I mean, even, I, the, what I meant by giving Gerard credit is he's the one that's identified that, you know, the likes of Lundstrom, so obviously a lot of people looked at Lundstrom at first and were, weren't sure what he was going to bring to his squad, but it's pretty clear to see that actually Gerard had it clear in his mind that um, you know Davis is potentially a sort of player in the squad that's going to maybe need a wee bit more time now and again. He's maybe going to need a wee bit more time on the bench. He's playing a lot of games for Northern Ireland. As well as that, you know, uh, Roger's saying that Gerard would like to potentially spend more money. What, what manager wouldn't want to come in and spend more money? You know, there's a lot at stake this season. And uh, obviously he'd love to have a lot more in his squad, but He's identified the key areas and he's added to them. And it's not just this summer, it's been summer on summer on each year. He's added a little bit of extra each time and we're just really, really seeing it come to fruition now. Just, just such a strong like team ethic at the weekend, just being able to, like the way the manager spoke about, you know, Nathan Patterson coming in and it's just, um, he's able to come in and be confident that Nathan's going to do a good job. Um, I mean, there's not really been a lot said about Tav being left out, but you know the way that he's he's managed to keep players around him happy. You know, apparently Tavernier can't be happy being on the bench when he's a he's a captain, but he's managing to smooth things over with the whole squad, and I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, what did you make of that, Gordon? We, we you know we we spoke about it as the game was going on, obviously, but. There were one or two incidents during the game In case you hadn't noticed And what that does is It, it knocks everything else off the, 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 the table For discussion at certain times I can't recall And someone can Someone can correct me if I'm wrong But um, I can't remember a big game Where Tavernier has been fit and available And, and Patterson's been chosen to play ahead of him um, You know, And like I said I mean a big game in terms of 
Against a team that's Right up alongside Rangers Or a big European game Or a, or a game against Celtic Or think You know This must be One of the first times That's happened Yeah uh, I was quite surprised By it Gordon Because he usually Sticks by his captain And let's be honest um, Over the last season or two Tavernier's certainly Never let them down His assists His, his goals Have been a, a great return for Rangers uh, But that was a big game I think uh, it was a bold move or... No because I, th- I think Parsons a, a terrific talent I don't think it's one of those You think right I'll throw the young boy in And hope for the best He's a Scotland international It'll give him some boost In the squad This week He'll certainly be putting Stephen O'Donnell Under a little bit of pressure And training Get some game time And you just look at The, the first goal He sets up With a, a fantastic ball in if, uh, There's a lot of Rangers fans Out there just now Would prefer Patterson to Tavernier I'm different I think Tavernier Is in mm. And merit And I think Patterson Will be the future We, we, we can't have it Both ways Das. We can't be on this show Saying Rangers need to give Nathan Patterson Some mm. football During the course of the season And then be critical When Stephen Gerrard Does give Nathan Patterson I think maybe the surprise oh, I don't think was, anyone Will be critical It was a, a top of the table yeah, Game first again Second You know it wasn't a team in the bottom six at Ibrox mm-hmm. that would be expected to win against. It was a big game, as you say, Gordon. Yeah. Unusual for the captain to be let out. But Nathan Patterson didn't let himself down. Nathan Patterson excelled. As you say, a terrific ball for Kemar Roof's equaliser. And one of the biggest decisions for Steve Clark now come Saturday is, is it Nathan Patterson as it was at home to Moldova or is it Stephen O'Donnell as it was away in Austria? Oh, I'm sure we'll get into that one later in the week. Thank you to Jay and Bishopton. He's in the hat for the Scotland tickets at the weekend. I like this from Big Mo on Twitter. He says, Rangers start to the season is a bit like my old report card at school. Good, but could do better. What did your report card just to uh, say? Well, I never hear. I didn't. Th- I didn't ever get a report card. <laughs> it was just move on, Gordon. You don't get one if attendance is I'm, below forty percent. I was very good at school. If I, if I recall, we've got into bother talking about your previous skills in the past in this show, Gordon. So Ooh, on. that's plenty. If you don't mind, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Andy is a Celtic fan in Stirling. What have you got for us, Andy? Hi, uh, it's, it's just a question. It's a mm-hmm. hypothetical question. How bad is Giamakis that a Yeti gets a call in front of him at Aberdeen? Oh, okay. I see that. I see where he's going with that one. Rogers get the answer to that. Um, I don't know, Andy. How good, oh. bad, or indifferent he is because we haven't seen him. He was acting all convincing. Yeah. I'm going to give the reason why a Yeti went on first because Andy Postecoglou said after the game, Giamakis just isn't ready for that length of time yet. I think it'd be okay for five. What did he get? The end of the Leverkusen game, five minutes maybe. Um, I think he's only fit for five or ten. He will be. Worked extremely hard over the next two weeks at Lennox Town. He hadn't really had the benefit of a pre-season at his previous club, Venlo. Um, apparently, he was well, well short of fitness. I think that probably contributed to the calf injury he got, if you remember, in the warm-up to the game. Was it the Wraith Rovers game mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. yeah. in, the, in the warm-up? I think just a lack of general fitness contributed to that. So, he's got rid of that. And it's now just a case of, of building him up. Uh, I See, would... that's the case, Roger. Sorry for interrupting you. Right. So, why is he on the bench? What What good is he on the bench if the manager's saying, well, you know, he's not ready think, for think, that? He's a five minute I, man I, just I, now. I, I know what you mean. The squad has been decimated by injuries, and I think they want to get him involved. They want to take him away to Aberdeen on the trip, make him feel involved, get him mm-hmm. in with a group of guys. There was another striker on the bench. It was always unlikely, I think, that Duke Marcus would play. Any more than two or three minutes I think it's Celtic been three nothing up With five or mm. ten minutes ago You'd probably have seen him ahead of a jetty The game just didn't go that way 
He's getting work extremely hard And Andy, I would think by the time South come back For the trip to Motherwell Which will be a very good game I would imagine these two boys in here Will be cheering for their favourites I would think Giacomacus would be ahead of a jetty In the pecking order by then Does that make you feel any better about it Andy? A bit of patience Roger Hanna's calling for Well, you know I, I but you know We've looked at guys before that's came in like Lamala and, and probably a Yeti himself actually where we've said right we're waiting to see see how good this guy is how good this guy isn't he uh, and and it's just you just a bit of worry uh, you know uh, I don't think any level of a professional footballer should ever only be ready for five minutes I'm no bothered at what level uh, if you if you're not fit enough to give somebody more than five minutes then uh, you know. Um, I think John Hartson at his heaviest would have gave you probably 60 minutes. Um, uh, uh, would it be okay if I make another point as well? Yes, make it uh, quick if you can. Roger said, well, Roger said that the Rangers are digging results out. They've dug the result out on Saturday or Sunday against Hibs and they dug the one out against Dundee. Both those games involved a, a really con- controversial uh, refereeing decision. Uh your guy, Fashion Sakala, was offside at Dundee and there's still a debate as to whether Porteous should have been sent off or no. I think you may be confusing the Motherwell, the, the, the Motherwell, the Motherwell game. Yeah. game rather than, than Dundee. And he was offside, let's be honest about it. Not at Dundee though, I don't think. No, no Motherwell. Motherwell against the, the Motherwell, but he was I, offside. If we're, if we're going to credit the Angels for digging out results, Celtic deserve a bit of credit for digging out that result at Aberdeen. It, was, mm. it actually reminded me of Rangers at Dundee the week before because Rangers weren't particularly good, but the goal was superb. The goal was really out of keeping with the performance. Tavernier into Morelos, round the corner, lovely finish by Aribo. Celtic at 1-1. We're huffing and puffing a wee bit Brown and Hayes Both had chances for Aberdeen And then suddenly The goal's terrific mm. Tom Rogic On his left foot Plays in Montgomery The young boy could The eyes could have widened And he could just mm-hmm. have had a lash at it But he didn't He put it into the correct position Waiting on a teammate Jota scored Thank you Andy A bit late for this travel 01419511025 Keep your calls coming in Remember Everyone who gets through To make a point on air Goes into the draw For the pair of Scotland-Israel tickets This weekend you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here. Every caller who gets onto the show tonight who makes it on air goes into the draw to win a pair of tickets to see Scotland Israel. Uh, this weekend These two are not allowed To enter that competition You're just here Because you have to be um, At least pretend That you're enjoying it 01419511025 Is the number you need So we're asking you really To rate your start To the season Because it's The second international break We've now had a A good look at each other If you like Eight games played You've seen your team a lot You've seen a lot of the opposition New signings Are starting to bed themselves in So rate your start To the season please On the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Now, one of the big talking points from the start to the season uh, would be the form of Hearts. If you look at the league table, they're only one point behind Rangers. They're flying high at the moment, um, as you and I know fine well after mm-hmm. the weekend's game, Gordon Diel. So I'm pleased to say uh, Liam joins us on the line. Now, Liam has a Hearts podcast called This Is My Story, uh, an expert on all things Hearts. Liam, how's it going? I'm very well, man. Yourself? You must be well, looking at that league table. Well, I'm better than you after Saturday. Ah, no, I asked for that, didn't I? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we've had a great start to the season. No complaints. No complaints from me. What? How does this fit with your expectations? Because last season was just 
it's a bit bizarre isn't it You're in that championship And obviously everyone expects you to get out of it And then you want to, to do it with a certain style And it wasn't all plain sailing last season But you know it's, it's clearly kicked on and, and it's been a very good start to this campaign yeah, uh, last season our problems weren't just on the park. You know, issues with Hearts have been there for for long, sort of long standing. Our recruitment policy was ad, ad hoc at best, uh, haphazardous at, at worst. You know, we would bring in journeymen, anybody. So the, the changes that we've seen in Robbie Nielsen, we've also seen in the sort of backroom staff. And Joe Savage takes for me a, a lot of credit for for what we've seen on the park. You know, Benny Beningame has been an absolute standout. Uh, I've seen one of your your uh, Motherwell vlogcasts demanding that he be drug tested after how well he played on <laughs> on Saturday, and he's been he's been an absolute standout for us. And, and going back to Robbie as well, you know, last season the frustration from Hearts fans came from sort of the stuffiness of the football. You know, we were uber defensive away from home against teams like, and no disrespect to them, your Arbroath, your Alois, your Queen of the Souths, etc. And you watched us on the telly at these away venues and. Nine times out of ten, we won either one nil, we drew one one, or nil nil, or whatever. And it was just really sort of pedestrian stuff. And the fans were always saying the same thing: as you know, the sort of formation we were playing and the, the tactics and style we were playing, it just wasn't suited to the players that we had at our disposal. And you kind of seen that after the reaction to Broader Rangers, and then the subsequent reaction to Queen of the South after it. We changed formation. We went to the three four three, and we pretty much battered every team. Uh, from there to the end of the season and we've carried that form into this season as well so you know well done to everybody that's all when you're when you're sort of frustrated that your manager the one thing you're looking for him is for him to be able to adapt mm-hmm. and sort of roll with the punches and it's something that you know Ange Postacoglu has probably had thrown at him this season he's probably more pleased with the result that he had on Sunday than he's been with any of the other performances because they have played great and they've done brilliant but they haven't picked up points whereas Sunday they probably played poorer than they have in other games but you know they did what they needed to do which was get the three points so you want your manager to adapt so full credit to Robbie for you know not being too stubborn and actually playing the players to the positions that get the best out of them How important have, has the recruitment been then because you mentioned Beningame I think even you know most neutral observers would have to admit he's certainly one of the signings of, of the summer you know maybe there's a bit of team bias would Kick in, but most people would admit that he's had quite the impact. And uh, you know Ben Woodburn, for instance, that there are a few. I don't want to rhyme them all off and, and steal your thunder. But how crucial has the recruitment been? Yeah, the recruitments. Do you know that the level in which we are in Scotland? Let's be honest. It's the same for Celtic and Rangers as well. We're, we're sort of shopping in a market that's, you know, you're, you're going to have to take a punt here or there. But if you can have strategic recruitment for places that in, in positions that are needed then it makes a big big difference and we felt that this season of Hearts we were slow off the mark if you remember if you went to you know the week of the Celtic game to where we are now in terms of the squad even the squad since then until now has transformed you know we did, our, we did our business quietly but it was calculated we didn't just bring in anybody that was available you know it, they had to very much fit Robbie Nielsen and Joe Savage's plan for what they want Hearts to be they had to fit into the culture and the way in which Hearts wants to run off the park. And I think you're seeing that now, you know. Benny Benincomi has been superb. Cammy Devlin has played 
two games and he has looked absolutely superb. You've got young Alex Cochran from Brighton who has been a standout. You had uh, Moore, Taylor Moore who's come in to replace John Souter in the two matches that John Souter's missed and he has also been a standout as well. So that's what you're looking for for Hearts and it's something that's been missing from Hearts for a long, long time. And amongst the Hearts roller coaster from the last say fifteen years or so, have been some some very good starts to the season. You know where, where you've done this before, sort of thing. How does this one feel compared to some of those? Are you allowing yourself to to get carried away? What what has the start to the season done in terms of where you think Hearts can finish? Are you asking me if I've googled where the Champions League final is? Too <laughs> <laughs> then the answer is absolutely uh, no. Look, we've. Like I said The whole thing feels different now uh, We'd said before And it's something that we've been through at Robbie last last season as well And it's something that was there under Craig Levine As I always felt that Hearts as a club set themselves Very low standards In terms of where they wanted to be You know we'd talk about We want to finish in the top six And then when we were below the top six It was you know Make sure we finish top of the top six or don't don't finish in the bottom places. And you think the size of the football club, with the fans behind them, with the foundation of hearts, the money, the players, the history and stuff, hearts need to be setting some proper expectations. You know, we want to finish no lower than fourth. Let's get good runs in the cup. And you know what? If we do finish fifth, but we end up with good runs in the cup, or then you can reevaluate. But you have to sit and set higher standards than just a club of our size finishing in the top six and it's felt we were very lucky on the podcast to talk to Joe Savage and his plans for the club where you know we are one of the biggest clubs in Scotland and we need to start acting like it you know fourth third second first in an ideal world they're where we should be aiming if we fall short of that then we need to at least be able to justify it come the end of the season with tangible stuff so you know good cup runs maybe hand them even winning a cup etc and that sort of pressure around the club but I think it's helped everybody drag on so it feels different from I know we went was it we won five in the bounce under Craig Levine and then sort of tailed off and faded away after a, a battering off Celtic in the semi-final but even under the surface of that you looked at the squad that Craig Levine had at that time and you know that took one injury to Stephen Naismith in that semi-final and we never recovered from that for the full season because of the squad depth now you look at the squad, you look at bench on Saturday, you've got Josh Janelli, you've got Jamie Walker, you've got Andy Halliday, you've got Peter Haring, all sitting on the bench, Gary McKay-Steven to come on as well. So we've got quality now all over the park and I think you'll have testified if you'd seen it on, on Saturday. The first 45 minutes Hearts played mm-hmm. against Motherwell were some of the best football I've seen Hearts play for a long, long time. Yeah, we had it on in here and Roger, even better, you were there in person. What can Hearts achieve this season? Can they continue to disrupt that top of the table? And is there a better summer recruit so far than Benny Beningame? Or is he certainly at least in the, the conversation? He's certainly in the conversation. I thought he was outstanding at the weekend. He was absolutely terrific. The energy, I spoke to Robbie Nielsen about it after the game, the energy that Beningame and Devlin give to that side is night and day. I saw Hearts a lot last season for Super Scoreboard Gordon. And they were one-paced. They lacked that energy. Um, Liam says you know they, they didn't quite shake the chandeliers the way they should you know you thought it hearts in the championship to quote him they're bro it's the queen of the south the was, they'd be battering them week in week out and they weren't but it is all about recruitment it is all about bringing in better players and you go right the way through that side I think the, the, the lad who's not got mentioned so far is Barry Mackay whose ball 
set up the penalty that gave mm-hmm. Hearts the, the early lead through Liam Boyce at the weekend. They have improved beyond all recognition from the side that I saw last season. We, through here in Glasgow, always say the two old firm sides should be in the top two. So if we can say that, then Hibs and Hearts fans should also say their side should always be in the top five. They should be in cup semi-finals, cup finals. They should be in Europe year in, year out. And I think even if this hard side doesn't stay second place where they are just now, I think they must have a right good chance of getting back into Europe. Liam, it was a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. No problem at all. Try my guys. Good man. That was Liam from This Is My Story, Hearts podcast, quite rightly waxing lyrical about his team because they have started the season very well indeed. Let's bring in George in Rutherglen. What's on your mind tonight, George? Uh, good evening, lads. Hello. Uh, two, just two main points. Firstly, that was a that was a good uh, good, good call there for the podcast. It's nice to hear that uh, other clubs have got ambitions outside the old firm. Absolutely. I think uh, Hearts have done fantastic this year. We're only a point off where we were last year, and technically um, Hearts are two points away from. So it's been a fantastic start. I'd love to see them obviously split the old firm. Obviously, the Rangers on top. Um, it's a uh, the first main point, or slightly point, is the indifferent start we've had to the season. Um, I think Rangers need to kick on with playing a settled team now, going forward. I know Gerard's going on about the rotational bit of it, and obviously how much players play and in Europe and etc. But we definitely, if we at least kind of get a settled team on a regular basis, I think we need a settled back four. I think that's uh, paramount going forward. Um, and picking up on, obviously, the Tavernier and Patterson argument, for me, uh, Parsons, uh, he's deserved his chance on Tav's um, appearances this season. If it was based on last season, then I think um, Gordon would have a point. Um, but on this season, I think he's deserved his chance. And the reason why is because our full-backs have been absolutely abysmal this season in regards to crossing, contribution, defending. Um, and uh, I thought he played really well on Saturday and uh, I would keep on in the team, to be quite honest with you. The other one I want to pick up is in the red, the red districts or the zones. If I can come back on that, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's yeah, let's let's do that. Um, Gordon, this is where it's is an interesting one to try and pick your way through because Stephen Gerrard wants a more settled team. He's bemoaned publicly a couple of times the fact that he's had to chop and change because there have been injuries, there have been COVID situations, uh, various other reasons for it. But then, of course, as a manager, you. You want to do things like that. He needs to give Nathan Patterson a game. That's not that's not an enforced change. So at some point, Tavernier will come back in. That that will be another change. So I don't know whether, even though Stephen Gerrard says he wants it, and he's the man who's in control of it to an extent, will we see a settled Rangers team? Um, I don't think so with the amount of games that are coming up, Gordon. Obviously, you've got the European games on the Thursday, and then you get the changes. Uh, you know, the Sunday for the games. Um, we didn't have have this last year because Rangers rotated after Europe, maybe four players, five players. It was just the way they were playing. I think it's just because of the start that people are now saying, right, we need a settle back four. Uh, George has come on and right away, the settle back four from last year would have been Tavernier at right back, Barisic at left back. A lot of fans will now argue Patterson at right back, Bassi. At left back So It shows you how You know In the space of a few months Things change I still Me personally mm. I, I I Look I think I said earlier Parsons One for the future People think he's one right now I just think mm. you've got A terrific right back Who 
can score mm. your goals, assist, he's your captain, he's your leader. So I think that he can rotate that mm. as we've seen. And he's not he's not frightened to rotate it in what we call the big, big games. games. Well, I suppose that's the point I'm trying to make, Roger, because Stephen Gerrard's been calling for a settled team, George, other Rangers fans calling for a settled team. But at some point James Tavernier comes back into that. At some point, Stephen Davis will come back in. John Lundstrom's yeah. now getting all this praise. I can't imagine anyone wants to see Stephen Davis sit out the team for a prolonged period of time. So, what's the line between using these guys and and this word settled? Um, it's maybe it's back to the point you mentioned at the top of the show that this second international break allows people to have a little gauge and a look at how their teams have been performing. I think the managers will have a proper look at how their teams have been performing. Um, Stephen Gerrard will decide if he wants a settled team or whether there's always going to mm-hmm. be an element of rotation. You know, he mentioned withdrawing Aribo and Kamara in the second half against Hibs at the weekend because they were sort of running and empty mm-hmm. having played so much. So he will know. They've got their GPS trackers and all the different stats and data. He will know who's ready to play, who's not ready to play. If Tavernier's slightly off it, Patterson will come in. If Barisic is slightly off it, Bassi's come in. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got good options in midfield now with Ryan Jack still to come yeah. back. You know, there is Davis or Lundstrom. There's Bakuna there behind Aribo and Kamara. Yeah. So if he wants to retain, he can and It's, it's just del- it's delicate isn't it Because the first time That Rangers drop points again The next time Rangers drop points People will say Oh you know It was too many changes Or we should stop doing that uh, George what was your point On the your other your other uh, subject You wanted to know just, just, just quickly coming back Because I know you're pushing for time And things like nice. that um, You know Once again I think Gordon missed the point If Tavernier and Barisic Were playing the same as last season Then that's fair enough I understand uh, The argument but you're basing a settled team on a team that played last season, outstanding mm-hmm. football and played in good form. Tavernier's not in good form this season, and nearest Barisic, by the way. So that's why I'm saying that Patterson should have got his choice, yep. because there's players that are in the, the team that if you're not playing well enough, they should be replaced. And in my humble opinion, um, the correct decision was made on Saturday, uh, and that was Sunday, sorry, and that's because of people being out of form. Um, the red zone, um, just... I want to pick your brain about this, Gordon, because you're very knowledgeable. Oh, I don't um, know about obviously, that. <laughs> Rangers made a decision on the old film game, and it was based on the fact that Celtic couldn't guarantee tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, Rangers knocked that back because they had the back door where they could use the red zone as a, I don't know, a, a deflector from not having Celtic fans in the ground. So the fact that Celtic couldn't guarantee that, thinking it was going to be under the same restrictions, Rangers took the decision to obviously say no. No away fans. Now, if this red zone is took away, Celtic don't have that deflection to do that. Um, are there rules going to be put in place, therefore, that away fans must attend the ground if there is no criteria to stop them? Uh, I don't think so. Roger Hanna would be no, the answer. No, my understanding is this announcement from the Joint Response Group this evening, George, um, takes away the necessity for a red zone at games. Clubs can still at their own discretion enforce a red zone. Um, it's just not going to be compulsory but, but, anymore. But to be so fair, that that then is still that's a separate issue, isn't it? Because for instance, if Celtic and Rangers fans, if, Cel- if Ibrox and Celtic Park now admit away fans from the next game on, week after week after week, until such times as Rangers need to go to Celtic Park because Celtic fans didn't get into Ibrox, what what's going to happen there? Well. Listen, if we strip it right the way back And you're asking me And I think this is what George is asking Will there be Rangers fans in Celtic Park at the next mm-hmm. derby? I'll be very surprised 
Okay. 01419511025. Want to keep an eye on George? Certainly. Get your calls in right now. We could be speaking to you next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. Let's hear from you. 01419511025. Remember, every call that makes it on air, that person goes into a draw for a pair of tickets to see Scotland Israel this weekend. We'll do that across the week and announce the winner on Friday. We're about to speak to Chris, who's a Celtic fan. So let's set the tone by hearing from Jota. The process speaks for itself. It's something that we are working hard every day. And uh, yeah, I think time will just tell how much we, we do every day. If we can win playing good football, that's the most important thing. And we don't want to win playing bad football. I think that's not our principles. And uh, the ideas and the process of the coach just tell us that we have to, to stick with our plans, fight for the team. Football is the same everywhere, but then there are specific things in each country. And obviously, this is not the same thing as Portugal or, uh, or Spain that I've been in last year. So, yeah, I just have to adapt to understand the philosophy of the game. He's been a hit so far. Gordon, I think you would agree with that. We're talking about rating your start to the season. We're now getting a real feel for new signings and so on. Um, he's had a pretty good impact He's had a terrific start to his Celtic career You've got to say that Gordon Hit the woodwork a right few times The lights coming in on that right foot Not frightened to have a shot at goals And then I thought Correctly Because uh, I watched him in Europe um, Off the right hand side And was very impressed with him I know Abada plays there And he plays mm. off there But on Sunday Postacoglu made that change He got into the far post mm-hmm. Determined to get the winner and got his rewards. Okay, let's bring in Chris and see what he has on his mind. Hi, Chris. Hi, Gordon. It's my first time caller. Good to have um, you. I'd like to ask him, Gordon and Roger, to see if they think Andrew get more time in the transfer windows if he needs it. How much time transfer windows? I mean, it's, can you put a, a definitive on it, Roger? Um, well, listen, you know yourself, football's a results driven business. And it was a big, it was a big win for Celtic. A first away win in nearly eight months domestically at the weekend. It was a big win for Ange. You could see that um, in his own demeanour at the final whistle. You could see it in the celebration of the players and the celebration of the Celtic support up a bit on during Sunday afternoon. So if he keeps picking up wins like that and the squad can settle down and if a few more of the new signings can adapt as well as Jota clearly is adapting at the minute then yes he will and I, I just don't sometimes Chris you get the vibe that you know directors and boards aren't that happy with their manager I don't get that vibe at all I think internally people at the football club understand um, what Ange Postecoglou has walked into understand that it can't all be sold with 12 signings in one Transfer window Understand as Daz has said a few times in the show He needs two or three transfer windows And I also get the impression From Celtic supporters calling this show That there is a depth of goodwill Towards Jan Spodstikoglu um, That would be fuelled by the result at Aberdeen on Sunday uh, There was a call on the show on Sunday afternoon Sort of challenging Hugh You know saying all, all the ills you know that have befallen the club on the field are down to the board, not down to Ange Postecoglou. So it, it sounds to me that most of the supporters are behind Ange. I think the board's mm. behind Ange. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he'll get time. What? Why do you ask the question, Chris? Is this because you are excited about what's to come, or because you're not convinced? No, I like the way he's playing the football. I like, I'm just not happy with the results. I mean, uh, they played not too bad on Sunday, but was, uh, I just like them to get more time. Because I mean, they're, they're playing well He's certainly a good system 
Well, I, I've I've said on this show many times, Gordon, that because of the job that he took over, um, you've got to give him time. There's no point bringing them in, backing them with 12 players, and he needs more players in the transfer windows. We'll give him that. You talk about players settling in. I think the manager's got to settle in Scottish football as well. You know, he goes to Petaudry. Everybody's talking about, you know, will he change his tactic? He brought in Beaton next to a certain midfield player. Left Rogic out on the, on the bench. He's getting players coming back. You look at the Celtic bench at the week, uh, sun, Sunday. Sorry, you look at Celtic bench at the weekend. It was getting stronger. He had guys that could come on and turn the game, and that's what happened for him. So, as much as people say, well, he was under severe pressure to get a result. Aberdeen, of course, you've got to get results when you're a manager of Celtic and Rangers because of the size of the clubs and the demands. But coming into this job. Not knowing anything really about the Scottish game, hadn't a change about of 12 players. The guy has got to be given time, and I'm given time, I think he will produce for the Celtic fans. Chris, it was nice to speak to you for the first time. Make sure you give us a call some other time 01419511025. Just before we go, Roger, some breaking news tonight regarding Rangers, Prague, Glen Kamara. Yeah, there's been a statement in the last few minutes from UEFA from their, their ethics and disciplinary inspector. Um, I believe the inspector has been appointed to look at what's been described as potential discriminatory incidents allegedly occurring during the Europa League match between Sparta Prague and Rangers last Thursday. Clearly, surrounding the incidents involving Glenn Kamara, um, it will be fascinating to see what UEFA decide and whether or not mm. there are sanctions. Uh, what does your gut tell you? Is this... Good news and things are heading in the right direction Or has history taught us to not hold our breath When it comes to the way UEFA view these things um, I, Listen, I know what you mean But if you take it back to last March And Slavia, Prague, Ibrox Andre Kudela got a 10 game ban mm-hmm. um, For abusing Glenn Kamara That was, by UEFA's terms Quite a hefty suspension Now we debated at the time People thought it wasn't hefty enough but I'd say again, by UEFA's standards, it was quite hefty. Clearly UEFA know the history behind this and it'll be fascinating to see exactly how they view last Thursday evening's events. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. OK, it's Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to embarrass Gordon DL or embarrass Roger Hanna but win a signed ball in the process the bragging rights are up for grabs if you can answer more questions right than they can it is that simple 0141 951 1025 and the lines close at 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here 01419511025 to get your calls in Been an interesting start to the show Lots of people coming on to rate their season so far There are other news stories of course um, Involving you fans out there The red zones look like they'll be scrapped So that should be the green light to get back into The likes of Ibrox, Celtic Park Everywhere really as a travelling fan uh, And remember everyone who comes on the show To make a point to the panel tonight Goes into a draw for a pair of tickets To see Scotland v Israel at the weekend It's sold out So um, needless to say they will be popular He must be over 18 T's and C's on the website at Clyde1.com We'll announce the winner on Friday's show Let's do this 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. Roger and Gordon both standing by. One of them will take on Matthew from Airdrie. How's it going, Matthew? Uh, very well, yes. Not bad at all. Now, you're not getting away lightly, Matthew. I know you come on to play Beat the Pundit, but if everyone is rating their season so far, you're going to have to tell us what it feels like to be an Aberdeen fan at the moment. It's not been the best of starts, but I think there is the week there that it can be turned around, I think. There we go. That's that's all we're looking for, Roger. Measured. He accepts that it's not been great, but not panicking. Not too early for panic, says Matthew. Yeah, just looking at a league table here, Matthew. Ninth position, eight points, two wins from the eight games. Is it eight or nine games now without a win? I think this will be an important fortnight for Stephen Glass, Alan Russell, and Scott Brown because first game back that six o'clock game at Dens Park against the team propping up the league. If you don't win at Dundee, I think there will be questions asked. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Well listen Matthew You can make things feel You can forget about Aberdeen for a minute If you win it Beat the Pundit That'll be the real result Of the evening So toss the coin If it's heads You take on Roger Hanna Minus one Who'd you rather play Matthew I'll go No I don't ask that anymore It's pointless It's an absolute waste of breath So um, Try to think Did Hugh Oh you weren't, you weren't even here Mo Farah beside me Producer Callum wasn't even here He was still Marathon feeling man. The effect of his London Marathon Should we congratulate him well on here For well his done. successful London Marathon Did you win? <laughs> no he didn't win Oh okay. Four and a half hours 950th or something I don't know 10,000th 10,000th Alright that's good I think is it Out of 50,000 well, <laughs> Fair play That's like me Be the pundit mate You don't brag about that I think that's good I think that's something. Out, 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 out of 50,000 Oh can Come on Four and a half hours He did finish he ahead did. of the banana And Scooby Doo No we can't We can't have that slander He's got, he's got Three hours three 50 I think you'll find Oh dear You're not getting off of that Anyway that means you can't remind me if I think Hugh lost last night. Gordon, yeah. Yeah, Hugh did lose last night. So we'll see how we got on heads. It's Roger Tails, it's Gordon DL. Why does it we need we're not allowed to fix it, but we need we need to get we need to get Roger again. But it's genuinely Tails again. That's what happens. That's football. We're gonna have to rewrite the rules of beat the pundit. Gordon, I, I don't know what to do. I, he does need to play Even I'm now agreeing with you He just sits there every Tuesday night But it's tails every week He's many played two Two This is ridiculous I'm, I'm now in 16 I need an international break Right okay Well we'll put you some Some Clyde 2 in your ear at the moment Let's remind Matthew of the rules It's 30 seconds Just answer as many questions as you can If you don't know You're fine to pass And move on to the next one okay Yeah 30 seconds starting now Which Scottish top flight side Currently have the best goal difference At plus 13 Oh, uh, Rangers Jerome Rotten was on loan at Rangers in 2009 From which French side? Leon. In what stadium do Cove Rangers play their home games? Pass Name the only European country with 6 wins from 6 In their World Cup qualifying group Oh, uh, Belgium Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Rovers? Uh, Albion Claudio Ranieri was appointed manager of which English side this week? What? Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can now. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, <coughs> and your time starts now. Which Scottish top flight side currently have the best goal difference at plus 13? Celtic. Jerome Rotten was on loan at Rangers in 2009 from which French side? Marseille, no idea. In which stadium do Cove Rangers play their home oh, games? Pass. Name the only European country with six wins from six in their World Cup qualifying group. Um, 
Denmark Which SPFL team are nicknamed The Rovers SPFL Race over <laughs> uh, Matthew how do you think it went uh, Last question uh, uh, I've, I've missed the last question mm, Let's <laughs> find out uh, Which Scottish top flight side currently have the best goal difference At plus 13 I mean I could see Matthew's thinking Rangers are top of the league uh, Goal difference it is Celtic though Gordon you're correct It breaks my heart to say you're 1-0 up Jerome Rotten was on loan at Rangers in 2009 from PSG PSG None of you got it right Interested no that Marseille Was your French team of choice I don't know why but It was the only one I'd come in my head Okay um, Cove play at The Balmoral Stadium The Balmoral oh, Stadium I've never been um, They're at home on Saturday You could pop up No thank you So it's still 1-0 To, to Gordon good. After all these Yeah really good The only European country With six wins from six In their World Cup qualifying group I'm impressed that you're here Denmark It is In our group Yeah I mean again Matthew was a calculated guess He went Belgium But it's not It's Denmark So 2-0 to Gordon Which SPFL team are nicknamed The Rovers Imagine he hadn't got this oh. The statue would be taken down The plaque would be getting removed From the lounge door It would be all off It is Wraith Rovers Matthew Albion are the wee Rovers Oh. Ah, it's a big see. Rovers Matthew the big Rovers So 3-0 to Gordon However Matthew knew that Claudio Ranieri Has been appointed manager oh, of Watford But you were too slow You didn't get that far So at least Matthew got one on the board <sighs> I was worried yeah, for him But Gordon DL get three I'm Matthew lucky, Matthew Hard lines Oh thank you Well played Matthew <laughs> see, It's just like his team's performance yeah. It's a defeat but Maybe yeah. it's still room for improvement next time oh, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with my performances lately Four out of four now Roger well, you wouldn't know. You didn't even know what beat the pundit is. You're only here for a full time teaser. I think this training I've been giving you these special after show classes. Been I, working. I, I was a wee bit worried about the Rovers because mm-hmm. I thought it was a wee trick question. Because Callum, three hours forty eight minute man, kept looking at me. Oh no, you've shaved a few off. It was three fifty something, I think. Oh, was it? Nah, let's let's not give him too much credit. I'm happy. I'm happy with a result. Unlucky, Matthew. You sound so sincere no. With that as well <laughs> Really Going well We believe you Throwing up the table Right 01419511025 um, Just to Go back a little bit Roger Because I wanted to explain This red zone situation A little bit For anyone just joining us And we're just going to speak to Connor On the phone soon um, a, a caller brought it up earlier We were a bit pushed for time and, and we sort of pushed on with it Without Explaining fully the story So today it's been announced Scottish football authorities have given the green light to scrap the mandatory match day COVID-19 red zones. Now, what that means for you as a football fan is that clubs will be able to relax the restrictions on the number of away fans being allowed to attend games. You'll have heard the stories at the moment. Celtic Rangers have been getting a bit of stick because they've not been giving away fans a ticket allocation, claiming that they've had to move their own season ticket holders away from, you know, that area behind the, the dugouts, that's the red zone That's now where the subs sit And other um, officials sit And then obviously There are media areas And so on Hearts made a formal complaint Didn't they uh, To the SPFL Jack Ross spoke out about it Called it unhealthy um, However The SFA SPFL have now Deemed that the red zones Can be abolished With immediate effect Roger Yeah Well wh- what's happened here Is that There is a growing Clamour From clubs To get those fans Into away grounds I.e. Ibrox and Celtic Park and Rangers and Celtic have quite rightly Up until now been able to turn around and say Just what you've said there Gordon Because of the red zone requirements They've had to decant season ticket holders From those areas of their main stands Into areas that would normally be used By away supporters Now 
the SFA and the SPFL through the joint response group have now said clubs don't need to do that. So in theory, those supporters who were decanted into other areas of the ground could now come back to their original season ticket seat, thus freeing up those other seats for away fans. But the caveat in among all of this, Gordon, is mm-hmm. that if the clubs want to continue with red zones... Or similar mm-hmm. situations They can do it See, It's now just no longer compulsory uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad do. you raised that uh, Are you advising that we Pause a little bit Before people get too excited And think that all bets are off here well, Because well, the, the, well, the, the, one of the lines That jumps out at me From, from the statement Says that The GRG The Joint Response Group Considers the subject of physical distancing To be an area for clubs to determine Through their own risk assessment yeah. So we might well get to After the international break And Celtic and Rangers say Oh by the way Our own risk assessment says That we should need this red zone So sorry away fans You're still not getting in But, but, but I was at Tynecastle on Saturday As you know For, for the Hearts Motherwell game And there was quite a sizeable Red zone directly in front Of where I was sitting In, in the press box Normally filled with Hearts fans it was more or less empty now It's different It wasn't affecting the Motherwell away support It was a big healthy Motherwell away support Away to my right As there normally would be for a game like that So it's not as if Having a red zone Is depriving However many people of their seats yeah, at This is about Celtic Park and Ibrox really yeah. Because they're the so, ones that have got More joint, season ticket yeah, holders And say that they need to relocate the, them The joint response group only issued this statement Shortly before we come on here at 6 o'clock tonight Gordon There's been no time yet for any clubs to respond to their supporters and let them know their plans. I would imagine Celtic Rangers, all the other clubs, will be looking at this joint response group statement tonight and will be keeping their fans updated in due course. So stand by your website. I mean, Gordon, it's understandable. Different teams have different needs and there are specific. But if we just are very general about it, because we're all football fans and we love football, we need to try everything we can to not have a situation where you can go to some away grounds in the in the league, but but not others. Just in the, the spirit of the game, if you want to use that particularly annoying phrase, it just it just doesn't sit well. Yeah, I can understand that the the two big clubs try to look after our own supporters, Gordon. But for years upon years, um, you know, some fans, away fans, have been allowed in, allowed in, and I just think that. They deserve an opportunity I know it will be limited tickets Especially at Rangers and Celtic But still an opportunity to go and support their team Unfortunately for The other teams The smaller sort of teams that you so-called Like say the Motherwells, St Johnstons And Livingstons They depend on the large supports from Rangers and Celtic For their income So they can't tip for that mm. Say to them, well, we're not giving you any tick because that just doesn't make sense. But I just hope that obviously we're living through difficult times. I hope when everything really does settle down, we can take stock of it and we can start out because it does make for the game. Of course, and listen, Gordon, you asked me about it at 53 on Saturday when I was at Tynecastle, and I said, the quicker away fans are allowed back into every venue, the better. And I got a bit of stick in social media, specifically from some Celtic fans who thought I was having a pop at their club. I most certainly wasn't, because look at 24 hours later, when Celtic go to Aberdeen, they go and get a long-awaited away win in the league. And part of the thing that added to the spectacle, well, there were so many Celtic fans there, there were so many away fans mm. at Petodre. Away fans bring the atmosphere. Look at the Edinburgh Derby this season. Look at the Dundee Derby this season. Away fans really do add to the atmosphere. We've been long enough in football mm. around the place with no away fans due to the pandemic. It's been fantastic. We've got fans back in grounds 
And fantastic We've got away fans Back in grounds Yeah hopefully heading In the right direction then Let's bring in Connor Who's a Rangers fan And see what's on his mind tonight Hi Connor Hi guys how you doing Not bad at all Hi, How Connor. are you Ah not bad uh, I was just uh, Want to talk about John Lundstrom tonight guys Go for it uh, It seems that When he first got in Before his feet Were even in the door He seemed to come under A lot of flack and a lot of blame to Rangers' kind of lacklustre start to the season, which I think was very unfair. Now suddenly, it seems like he's maybe even slid down with a place. And the main point I wanted to make was, I caught his interview, I think it's after, was that a man of the match performance he got? Is that why he was getting interviewed? Yeah, I think so, yep. And I just think he held himself really well. He's got a really strong, almost captain-like mentality. That was the vibe I was getting off the guy. Very comfortable, very assuring. And I'm wondering if all these guys that have given him a flack, what they've got to say now. So it's a good point I mean, Gordon We we always do this We we laugh at ourselves And say Oh you don't get much time up here it, it, You think we would then Realise that and, and try But it's just a very Fast paced Mad football environment um, And people Rangers fans by the way I'd say hope Maybe did have John Lundstrom written off Before September was over And maybe there's a little bit of backtracking going on We're all guilty of it We judge very quickly Gordon We watch a player coming in We don't know the circumstances Watch him playing Sometimes only one game And think Oh he's not going to do Players come with big reputations Um, He was very well thought of When he came up from England uh, Sheffield United And everyone thought he'd hit the ground running It didn't happen for him It's taken him a bit of time but players, that's what happened to players. You know, you look at across the city, uh, Furuhashi, for instance, he just hits the ground running, everything's brilliant. It doesn't happen for every single player. You need time to get in, adapt to the game, adapt to your teammates, adapt to playing for a club and the demands of Rangers week in, week out. And he's certainly starting to find a bit of form. And I think that's great news for everyone concerned at Rangers because he undoubtedly is a very good talent. Yeah, let listen. He played in the English Premier League last season. Does I've said in the show a couple of times. I think the reason it's taken him a little bit of time to settle is Rangers play a completely different style of football from Sheffield mm-hmm. United. For a start, they've twice as much possession of the football as Sheffield United. A lot of John Lundstrom's good work was done off the ball. He would well, they, they played in that sort of three-five-two system with the overlapping centre backs and all that sounds daft. And he John Fleck, Lundstrom, and Ollie Norwood in there, and they did a certain job. Being a central midfielder for Rangers is a different job to being a central midfielder for Sheffield United. There's a greater burden on you to create, to get in the ball, to make things happen, to do things in the, the opposition's final third, if you like. And I think it just took John Lundstrom a little bit of time just to appreciate that and to learn a different style of play. He now seems to be up and running two months into the season and he's probably turning in the performances that Stephen Gerrard thought he could. Can you see him nailing down a place in the team from... Here on Connor, it was only last week I think that he came back out and, and Stephen Davis went in. There's obviously a possibility that they both play, or or maybe it's it's one or the other. How do you see that panning out? Well, I, I would I would hope that he's going to uh, play alongside, not play at the same time as Davis, but learn off him and kind of see what Davis does for us in that kind of role. And it's no secret that Steve Davis is getting a bit older, and it would be good if we, he could be maybe next in line to kind of do that role as a kind of Davis apprentice. That's the role I'd like to see him getting on the now, but I wouldn't like to write Davis off now. I think he's too important to us. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be quite a, a remarkable leap in this sh- uh, short space of time. But I, I just think, you know, the. The Dundee United game I remember John Lundstrom Getting a bit of criticism After that Him and Davis yeah. both started 
together Now you're you're talking about You think It took him a bit of time Because of the style of football Previously played Is he getting used Slightly differently now though You know if, if it's him Instead well, of Steve Davis Is that actually what suits you know, him it's, it's funny you say that Because for so long You knew what you were getting Rangers It was sort of 4-3-3 three, three, If you like There has been a wee tweak Daz is probably a better place Than me to discuss this There has been a little tweak If you look at the side Recently it's been Almost more 4-2-3-1 You know you saw Joe Aribo Far more advanced than Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara The Hibs game at the weekend With Scott Wright one side Hadji the other And Morelos Before Roof came on Morelos alone up front It is a slightly different formation Than Stephen Gerrard's really produced Over the last three seasons And Lundstrom has been sitting that wee bit deeper He was with Kamara the other day As you say he's been with Davis in the past And maybe that tweak has helped him a little bit I think, I think it's a certainty it's helped him Roger um, I think they found a, a, a position for him in that formation. I think he gets on the ball, especially at Ibrox, a lot more, and that builds confidence. Football's about confidence. You go out there, you get a man of the match um, performance in front of 50,000 your own supporters, your confidence grows, and um, the Rangers fans are taken to him. He's still a long way to go. He'll still have doubters, there's no doubt. They'll be looking at his next game. But, you know... Uh, People who write guys like Stephen Davis off Not for me, Gordon He's a terrific player I think he's just I think Stephen Gerrard's been good with him The fact that he's played a lot of football at his age International football as well And he's got the luxury Of, you know Resting mm. Davis and Lundstrom in there Especially the way he's playing uh, to be fair, I don't think anyone is doing that But thank you to Connor. Connor, it was nice to hear from you Hopefully we will do it again soon Okay, okay, guys, take care. Good man, that was Connor in Govan. I've got a good full time teaser for you two. Like this question. We're going to speak to Michael and Paisley next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 I keep reminding you because it's worth it Everyone who makes it on to the show tonight Goes into the hat For a pair of tickets to the sold out Scotland-Israel clash On Saturday We'll do it tonight, tomorrow and Thursday And announce the winners on Friday You must be over 18 T's and C's on the website at Clyde1.com We're about to speak to Michael Let me very quickly set up this teaser for you KJ Styles has sent in and he wants to know if you can name the eight non-Scots who've played more than 100 games for Rangers this century but never been capped by their country. So eight non-Scots who've played more than 100 games for Rangers this century but have never been capped for their country. Now, we, we did the, the opposite of this last week. So it was names like Andy Halliday, for instance, who's on tomorrow night. You know, Scottish people who, mm-hmm. who hadn't done it. So we're looking for the non-Scots this time. Hey, Nacho Novo. Yes, 255 Rangers appearances. Oh. No shame in not getting a Spain cap, you have to say. They've been quite good this century, in case you hadn't noticed. Hey, Mikel Arteta? No. No. Why, why are you why, scoffing why, at that? Because I'm just backing you up, Gordon. <laughs> I feel you need a bit of support. Stephen, I assume Stephen he, I'm assuming he didn't play over a hundred. Yeah. Stephen Kloss. Did you honestly just say that as if no one would notice that Roger had said it first? How did you say that, Roger? Sorry. Yes, 298. Again, very good goalkeeper. Doesn't help when you've got Oliver Kahn and Jens Lehman and people like that in front of you. Okay, we'll leave it there. We're looking for another six between now and the end of the show. And if you want to hear your questions used in the future, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Michael is in Paisley. What's on your mind tonight, Michael? 
Hi, Gordon and the panel. Hello. Um, I've got a couple of uh, points I'd like to share. The first one being with uh, Starfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel he's had enough time to settle in the team and uh, provide decent performances uh, at the club. And for me, he's just not doing that. I think Stephen Welsh deserves more credit for being thrown in at the deep end, uh, even last season. Um, I thought he's every time he's been called upon, he's 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 done a really good job, very composed in the ball. Um, I just feel Starfelt. I mean, I've seen a couple of the games. I've been to a couple of the games this season, and he's he just looks like a deer in headlights when he's on the he's on he's got possession of the ball. Um, and I just I don't think he's he's just up to the Celtic class for me. What do you make of that assessment? Um, there was a caller on last Tuesday night And I think he had a pop at Carl Starfield, Tom Rogic And I'll be in a Yeti And so I made the point at the time I thought Starfield, I still think Starfield Has the potential to improve If he's got Chris Julian one side of him Greg Taylor the other side of him And maybe a bit more protection in front of him And I thought Starfield was a bit better And listen, Michael will tell you It's, it's all degrees of relativity I, I, I thought Starfield was a bit better at Petrodri At the weekend For having near beat on Just in front of that back four um, I agree He hasn't turned in Van Dyke-like performances In his Celtic career so far I think they're unmitigating circumstances I think he can get better But a lot of it's going to be down to the mm. lad himself I mean, Gordon, we're talking about this being a, a junction to, to look back in the start of the season, assess how people are settling in. I think some people felt it was his, or, 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 or him and Carter Vickers, it was their best showing on Sunday. He goes away with the Sweden uh, team to play Kosovo and Greece, I think. So I, I, again, if you want to be quite general about that, you'd say, well, he can't be that bad. He's, he's a Swedish international. Um, what do you think? Um, I think they've got to stick with him, Gordon. It's a big investment. I I totally agree. I thought that, and we did make the comment on Sunday in the show, that probably as a partnership, him and Carter Fickers, I thought played very well. We know that Petodri's a difficult place to go. Um, Aberdeen are very strong side, and I thought they handled that side uh, of the game very well. So I think the the international break will do him a lot of good. He'll go away with his uh, international colleagues, and then he'll come back. And um, I know he's not been very good at the beginning. I know that he's not lived up to this massive price price tag. But like Lundstrom, he's got to be given time. He's got to be given the opportunity. And I'm sure he will. Young Welsh is a great backup. Never let the club down. Never let the side down at all. Um, but I just think the mm. Starfelt and Carter Vickers on the show on, on Sunday at mm. Petaudry will be the number two pairing just now until Julian comes back. Did you not see anything on Sunday, Michael, that makes you a, a bit more optimistic going forward? I just think he gives away silly free kicks as well. He loves to uh, manhandle players. Um, and he gives away free kicks in dangerous positions far too many times. He's not been learning from, I mean, even the Rangers game at Ibrox, he, he, he kept giving away ridiculous free kicks and he didn't need to. Um, and for me, he's not learning from that. And even when he's he's got possession on the ball, he doesn't seem to distribute the ball that well either. Um, and, and as for tackling, I just... I don't. I don't. That that's his main reason for being in the team. 
is to kind of try to stop uh, the opposition from getting chances. But for me, Stephen Welsh and Carter Vickers would be a better a better lineup together. I think they would have more understanding as well. I mean, I have, um, I have seen that point made. You know, Michael's kind of running through the. The attributes I've, I've seen Celtic fans question what's his what's his main strength what's his standout attribute because if you take take others I mean take so Christopher Iyer people acknowledge that he wasn't perfect he wasn't all round and for a tall player he, he got beaten in the air sometimes set pieces but you knew he was outstanding at carrying the ball out uh, and very very quick outstanding at carrying the ball out uh, Dedrick Boyata we used to give so many discussions he used to get a lot of criticism on this show but again. Very, very quick, very aggressive. Got himself out of trouble, albeit made a couple of mistakes. <laughs> now I know it didn't work, so don't don't laugh at me here. But the idea behind Shane Duffy was it was supposed to be sort of no nonsense, physical. What what's what is Carl Starfeld? And I ask that in the, the politest way possible. What's, what's I think what's the I attribute? think I think they look at him as a one v one defender. I thought he fought his corner brilliantly on Sunday. I really did, Gordon. I was I was impressed. Look, he's not had the greatest start, but you think about it, he's come in to Scottish football, the back four's getting changed every single week, there's a new goalkeeper in there, uh, people were talking about the protection in front because of this uh, attacking football that Celtic played, and he was getting caught out, yes, he was giving free kick, but I just think it is time to settle down, let the lad get to know the Scottish game, obviously Celtic think he's got a lot of Attributes that it's worth uh, keeping them there because they paid out a lot of money for them, and I did think lots of good signs on Sunday for me. I really did. I thought he played really well. It was a hard one against Ramirez. He fought his battle because mm-hmm. he's a strong player, and he fought his battle. And I just think it's a case of giving him time before you judge. And, him. and going forward, we might find playing centre half maybe the hardest job in an Ange Postecoglou team. Because he does like to get the fullbacks up and inside. He does like to push guys on. And sometimes Carter Vickers and Starfield are going to be left two against mm. two. And you know, not all managers would expose their centre halves like that. That's on a why. That's basis. why I think Celtic look at him as a brought him in to be that sort of a one v one. Because mm-hmm. you're right, Celtic play very attacking, very high fullbacks, and the centre halves are left one v one. So I think they've looked at that. Gordon, I just think the boy let a lot of players. We can't judge them too quickly. Give them a bit of time. What was your other point, Michael? The other point was um, to do with Aaron Hickey, uh, Bologna. I think he's um, held himself well in the Italian league, one of the best leagues in the world, uh, coming up against world-class players every week. I, I can't understand why Stephen Clark persists with and no offence to yourself, Gordon, being a Motherwell fan, but uh, having O'Donnell there, um, every squad, I mean, we're wanting as a nation to have a bit of balance on the left as as well as on the right. And I think Patterson and Hickey is far better balance um, than having the links of O'Donnell, who's, again, not playing the greatest of football. We've watched them over the summer uh, in the Euros, then apart from the England game, he just he he looked out of place. I just think with Hickey, you're getting a lot more balance. Again, scored two goals in two games recently. I think well. it's a concern, Michael, that he plays left back for Bologna. I know he's right footed, but he plays left back. 
Yes, but he can play at right mm. back as well. Hearts fans will know that. He's played left back mm. and right back. Um, but for me, I mean, Stephen O'Donnell shouldn't merit a place in the squad just because Stephen Clark has kind of persisted with him. The thing is, though, is if you take them in isolation, you know, as because you, you can't ignore where we're at, George. So if Stephen Clark has to pick a team for this weekend in a big game, he's coming off the last game. Where we went to Austria And kept a clean sheet With Stephen O'Donnell In, in the defence So you, you can see why That would be in his thinking I, I actually wondered Gordon Steve Clark's been really loyal With Greg Taylor Through the years You know knowing him From Kilmarnock He's had him in squads mm. He took him to the Euros final I wonder with Greg Taylor mm. Being out If he might bring Aaron Hickey in Because he, he is a left back I get George's point back, He can he, play there But he's a left he back He has scored the couple of goals in the end, it's all incidental because he was injured near the end of the game at Lacho when he scored at the weekend. I was going to say, on from number yeah, 21 let's hear a, on Denmark at a, quick, a quick bit from Scott Gemmell on that. I love it when a caller brings something up which takes us nicely on to, to what I was going to play for you anyway. These are young players that desperately want the experience. They're doing great for their clubs. Luckily for us, we have got depth within the squad, which hasn't always been the case. On this occasion, we, we feel we've got uh, two players for every position. Uh, yeah, so Roger, we seem to be turning into a bit of a fullback factory, which is great. Calvin Ramsey, Aaron Hickey, everyone's excited about them, and they've both had to pull out the under 21s. Yeah, um, Aaron Hickey obviously was injured at the weekend. I think Calvin Ramsey was actually injured late on in the Celtic game at the weekend as well. And, you know, young men, we think, you know, guys at 18, 19, 20 can play twice a day every day. They, they can't, they're susceptible to injuries as well. And I think their clubs, you know, are very keen because they're such. Talented players Because they're now Nailed down First team places They want to keep them away From under 21 fixtures Maybe not as You know It may have been different Had they been in a senior squad But they're mm. not So Keep them at the clubs Make sure they're ready For what are going to be Big games after this break Okay Michael Thank you very much For getting in touch That was Michael from Paisley He goes into the hat For the tickets As well I'll take One More name Each from you On the, the Teaser I'm going to go for a hard one. I'm a Rachel. Um Yes. Well, what about Tavern? Do you know what? I, I think I've done you the service here because I think as part of the question, I should have read out, I think Kenny Kenny referenced James Tavernier, so I think it's like other than him, if that makes sense. Other than Tav? Yeah, because the question says, after the uncapped, James Tavernier made an incredible 300 appearance can, so on and so Goldson. forth So I should have included him Goldson Yes Okay uh, We'll leave it there And we'll get the rest of uh, The answers very soon um, Roger A big story that you may have seen All over our News outlets today It's been on the, the news website It's been running in the news bulletins It was the front page of the Daily Record Amongst others um, And clearly a very Very serious one Something a bit more serious than We would often talk about in here um, But the survivors of Historical abuse at Celtic Boys Club Are joining together to launch a group legal action Against Celtic Football Club uh, Now around 25 abuse survivors Are being represented by a legal firm Thompson Solicitors Which is using new powers that just came into law last year uh, To bring these proceedings Now new powers basically allow two or more people With claims that are, are similar to, to get together and, and raise proceedings In a single court action So it placed a notice in the Daily Record newspaper Today, stating intends to ask court to, to make an order granting permission for these group proceedings to be brought by or on behalf of the, the various clients um, and calling for other people who want to be part of the proceedings uh, to make a claim to them. To, to 
tell us a bit more about that Let's hear from Patrick Maguire Who's a partner with Thompson's The announcement today may give them the strength That they require to come forward And to join the group proceedings And to seek financial justice themselves For the terrible wrongs that they suffered at that club It must now be seen by everyone As absolutely untenable the Celtic Football Club stand in their way any more in relation to their fight for justice, their demands for compensation, and that finally we ask Celtic to do the right thing. Now the club has always maintained that it was separate from the boys' club. Roger, I think everyone knows the way that's been playing out. Um, last year, Celtic FC did release a statement in relation to the abuse at the club and Celtic Boys Club, saying it's very sorry for the events that took place. It said it was appalled any form of historic abuse and had great sympathy. Um, for the victims So Live legal proceedings Roger Clearly not Something that It's appropriate for us to To start speculating on But But clearly A, a big development today And one that Will be um, Playing out over the next Well Months and potentially years I would imagine Yeah I think um, it's, it's not our area of expertise Gordon obviously I believe this is a sort of US style legal device If you like This class action lawsuit um, You explained it well there You know It allows Groups of two or more To You know with, with the same or similar claims To raise a single action I think it's unprecedented Not just in this country I think it's You know Unprecedented throughout Europe that one of these US style lawsuits is, has gone ahead But as Patrick McGuire says They are looking for legal precedent here um, Celtic's responses have always been strong and robust You mentioned the apology last year They reiterated that apology this year And I think many, many people Will be very, very interested to see The next stage of, of this ongoing issue Okay, you have got work to do, you too I'm going to take more calls And we'll get your answers to the teaser next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna are here. They're trying their best on this question. I'm about to speak to George, by the way. Eight non-Scots who've played more than 100 games for Rangers this century, but never been capped. I should say, I think the, the, the question was a nod to James Tavernier, so it doesn't include him. Right. It would be on, on top of that. So Goldson, Novo, Kloss, Amoruso. Kandir? Didn't quite make 100, I don't think. I had a check because I, uh, I knew he would be close, but what? Um, what was 78? No, not quite. Josh Windows? Not quite 100 what either. What about uh, Wes Fodringham? Yes, comfortably. Okay. And uh, Ryan Ken? Yes. All right. Only two to get So you've got from now Until the end of the show Let's bring in George and Guruk And see what he has on his mind Hi George Good evening Farrell I trust you're all well It's a wonderful show as usual oh, Thank you very much George What have you got for us tonight? Okay. My question is about fullbacks Rangers seem to have A fullback issue At left back But they have Two fantastic right backs And I would have thought that uh, Tavernier or Patterson Could have played left back Until the thing resolved itself with injury. Barisic is obviously carrying an injury since the Euros. Uh, he's never got over that. He's, he's had a couple of good games, but he's not been the, the level he was at last year. I would have thought, if you said to Ali McCoy, do you want to play left back, Ali? He would have, he would have said yes. He said to Kenny, Kenny Dalglish, do you want to play left back today? He would have said yes. So why can't that be fixed? I mean, that, that, surely that's fixable. They, they, have, they have full-back qualities Yes, it's the wrong side of the park and all the rest of it. But fullback, that's what they're trained to be. They're trained to be fullback. They're trained to be defenders. Surely that can be fixed by 
Stephen Gerrard It's an interesting theory George So I wonder In your mind then You think You know Bassey And whatever's going on with Barisic You think that's So bad that you would rather have Someone play out of position Well Again Gordon Is it out, is it out of position they're, they're trained to be a fool But they're trained to be defenders so why can't they play in different different uh, areas of, of defence? Well, I mean, I, I get where George is coming from, but especially the Rangers fullbacks. Look at what James Tavernier does with his right foot, Roger, and he then wouldn't we're in, be able to do it on the other in, side. We're in World Cup week. I'll take you back to World Cup week last month. Andy Robertson, possibly one of the best fullbacks in world football, has to go and play on the other side of the park mm-hmm. and get an absolute chasing in Copenhagen. Um, I know the point George makes I think it's a little bit too simplistic To say they're trained as full-backs They can play on either side Kieran Tierney has been tried on the right By Scotland Hasn't particularly worked out either I think nowadays They are positions in their own right The two full-backs Unless you sign Aaron Hickey As we've just established Unless you maybe sign Aaron Hickey But I think you know Barisic and Bassey will continue To fight it out for the left-back role Likewise Tavernier and Patterson on the right I don't see Stephen mm. Jenner trying to trying to you know ba- I mean, balance some ma- managers. Managers do sometimes do it, Gordon, if mm. they're so confident in one player. Didn't Gareth Southgate play Kieran Trippier, Trippier at left yeah. back rather than Ben yeah. Chilwell or Luke Shaw at the Euros? I think I, th- I think if it's an emergency, Gordon, I don't think it's a problem because I do agree with George. You know, we've got our own Mark Wilson that couldn't get a game at right back with Celtic. Had to move him to left back. I can't believe I, I ignored him. He genuinely right for for all the stick we give him, he was, he did it. He played a lot of big games for that, Celtic. That's at what left I'm back. saying. So I agree with George. I think that uh, fullbacks can adapt. But what would that say to the likes of Barisic? Mm-hmm. Barisic and I, I'm astonished by Barisic's form just now because I really rate this guy. I think he's a top top quality player. Barisic come into the side and played very well at left back. Once again, as I said earlier in the show, there were Rangers fans on here saying that uh, Patterson should be the right back, Bassey should be the left back. Where I didn't fancy Bassey was left centre back the other night there. I thought him and Balligan was was not a good partnership. I thought he'd get found out in there. But as a left back, he gets up and down that pitch and he does a really, really good job. So I don't see the point of you've got two natural left backs and good, good players to turn around and say, mm. right, okay, we'll leave the two out and we'll throw a Patterson because it couldn't be Tavernier because what um, what Tavernier gives you in, in his right foot and we witnessed that at St Johnston this season when he put one in the top top net. So I agree with the caller that you can play left back even if you're a right back. But I think Rangers are strong in that position just now. What do you make of that point, George, about the kind of message that sends to the, le- to the left backs? No, that's fair enough. I just think that the both players that haven't reached the level they should have reached already. I mean, if you look at the Italian defence, any of those players in the, the, the Italian back four can swap around. Uh, you know, okay, they're they're light years ahead of us, but we should we should be able to do that. Certainly, Rangers should be able to do that. You don't need to have a, a you know a round ball for a round peg all the time. These guys are, are trained to be full backs. Very, very professional uh, footballers, and if the left backs currently that we have aren't good enough, then it's an option she'd be looked at. What do you make of um, George's theory, Roger? Because I think he won't be alone in holding it. There's something not quite right with Borna Barisic. Is he still carrying an injury from the Euros? 
surely the answer to that is no I mean he's in the Croatia squad again for this yeah. uh, international break as he was the last time now we know he has had sort of individual moments this season or maybe of injury or, or lack of fitness but I'm assuming if he is away with the Croatia squad again there, there is no injury concern and if people perceive a dip in form it's for another reason um, listen, players come in and out of form There is no question about that I think he's lost sort of first choice status With the Croatian national team Guardiol comes in and plays there at left back The youngster um, He's no longer an absolute certainty To play for Rangers Calvin Bassey's come in and played well at times I think if Rangers had A cup final tomorrow An old firm game tomorrow An enormous European game tomorrow Borna Barisic would still be in the team um, It's now up to Borna Barisic To work hard to rediscover the form he showed last season You've got to remember He played extremely well For Rangers last season he, he, When he's good He sets a very high standard And it's up to him now to, to rediscover that form There's no question about his ability When he's good He's very good He now needs to battle To get back to that Okay thank you George It was nice to hear from you George will be the final caller Of the evening Which means he's the final name In the hat For the Scotland-Israel tickets On Saturday For now But if you get through On the phones tomorrow Or on Thursday you also are in with a chance of winning. You must be over 18. T's and C's on the website at Clyde1.com and we'll draw the winner on Friday night, I should say. Get my days mixed up there. Um, early thoughts. It's, like we said, it's a long international week. We will build up to it in a lot more detail as the week progresses. But early thoughts, it's a big game. It's great to see it sold out for a start, Roger. Yeah, Scotland will win. Okay, there, good. There's an early thought for you. Sick of Israel, though. Hopefully uh, never no, have to play them again I after no, this No, I don't necessarily buy into that at all the, the, the games have been good It's been reasonably evenly contested A lot of them I think Israel actually got a one win more than Scotland Over the six games Is it two Israeli wins One Scottish win and three draws so far Decent players Zahavi is worth watching De Boer is worth watching I think where we can get it in this time Gordon is They've got injuries and suspensions at the back couple of regulars are out injured Hatim Abdelhamid Who we all know from Celtic days He's suspended I think that'll mean near Beton Going into a back three And I think Scotland Does say a lot of football Is about confidence If you go and win in Austria And keep a clean sheet And get a goal Get yourself into second place In the group You'll be brim full of confidence The majority of the players Not Grand Hanley suspended The majority of the players Will be back Will be available They know Beat Israel Beat the Pharaohs Beat Moldova Guaranteed a playoff yeah, I think home advantage will be very important, Gordon. I think the backing of the full house at Hamden will be very important for the players. They're going into the game with good confidence. Uh, after the last game, clean sheet, winning the game 1-0. So I'm like Roger. Um, I think that it's just down to Steve Clark. Get the right team out there. We know the formation. Mm. Hopefully the lads will do it. Uh, okay, let's see if we can round off this teaser. It's full time at Clyde1.com if you want to hear... Uh, your questions used on the show in the future KJ Styles wants you to name Apart from James Tavernier The eight non-Scots Who've played more than 100 games For Rangers this century But never been capped Connor Goldson Wes Fotheringham Ryan Kent Nacho Novo Stefan Kloss Lorenzo Amor Rousseau Back on? No Roger gave me See Did he? Oh, he yeah. stitched you up Can't believe it I love doing that <laughs> uh, Nicky Law He's not bad this guy is he? Nicky ah. 122 Rangers appearances I think um, What about John Daly? No not John Daly Now one going back a few years I can't remember if I feel any might have been can't. Brahim Hamdani? No But we're close because he started Oh he that we looked didn't yeah, he? Yeah he, he gave, gave us that He did he gave us that look 
Unlucky Roger I'm a better actor than I give myself credit for If you think it's close to Brahim and Danny Then knock yourselves out But we've got about 30 seconds left Give us a clue, I need a clue It's got nothing in any way, shape or form To do with Brahim and Danny, trust mm-hmm. me Right, give us a I'm clue I'm deadly then. serious, I'm not trying to okay. To curveball you here mm-hmm. Give us a clue He's English again It's another Englishman And we're going way back What position? In fact, do you know what? If KJ's got this wrong, you blame him, not me I'm so if he, made, if he made appearances for Rangers this century Must have been the first couple of weeks First couple of years <laughs> A couple right. of weeks I think Unless oh, I right, so remember the, the whole hundred of them haven't come No, 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 no Right, so he could have played 99 And 99 and then one game in 2000 hmm. Yeah, that's a bit flimsy that, isn't it? He must be the only one who's done this though The rest are watertight But this guy Give us a clue Striker, English Played for Leeds Rod Wallace. I'm now doubting this the more Rod, we go on Rod Wallace. Yeah no, no, I'm doubting that Anyway, he's there And you've got them And it's all good Thank you very much to Roger and Gordon Back tomorrow Again, remember Give us a call Put yourself in the hat For those Scotland tickets They are sold out So, um, like gold dust Callum Gallagher's up next He'll look after you